for those of you who don't know me, my name is Matt Harkness. I graduated from K-State, and I now work on staff with Sumo at Northwest Missouri State. Yep, and I'm Tasha, and I graduated from K-State in the state of Manhattan, so I'm still there, working at staff there. Yep, and so today the encounter that we're going to go over is, um, but wait, there's more. And so if any of you have ever tried reading the Bible or tried understanding the Bible, but really can't get any traction with it. The point of this is to help us learn how we can read, study, and apply the Bible for all that it's worth. And so I'm excited to go over that today. We're gonna to go over a few reasons as to why it's a benefit that you should be doing it, and then also a few practicals on how you can do it. And so before we get started, the question we wanted to ask you guys is, who is one celebrity that you guys really wanna meet? You guys can go get dinner with them. You got an hour to sit down. They can be alive, they can be dead. Talk for 10 seconds with the people around you. Who is a celebrity that you really wanna meet? All right, hopefully you guys got a few names out there. So there's probably a lot of good options, a lot of people that we can learn from, a lot of people that we're big fans of. And so uh, if you guys are big fans of basketball, if you guys are fans of someone who's making history, I bet that this name was said at least once, LeBron James. And so um, top two player of all time, he's not number two. He is a walking dynasty. He's always making history. And so, but he is a little bit older now. He's kind of, you know, working his way out the door. And so maybe if you're from the Kansas City area, you want to pick someone a little bit younger who's currently writing history books, then maybe Patrick Mahomes is the person you want to be with, the $500 million man. A fun celebrity to be around, but maybe if you're not as into sports, maybe for some of you girls, there's someone else that you would like to you know, get to meet, get to spend time with, maybe it's JB. JB's a great option. Um, personally, I, yeah, I mean, I'd like to meet him. He's cool. He's a good artist. Um, this is actually my Spotify year in review. JB is my most listened to artist, which is awesome. What's also awesome is at the bottom of the screen, I was in this top 0.05% most listened to like fan of the year. Which is, just think about that. That's not the top 1%. That's not the top half percent. It's the top 0.05%, which is ridiculous in my opinion. Yeah, which is, which is actually pretty awesome. So big fan of JB, but also, yeah, like I'm a JB fan, but Tasha, you're kind of a- Yeah, I'm, I'm a new and upcoming JB fan. So, um, uh, last year today, I would not have said I was a JB fan, but then February 2020 happened, um, changes came out, and I instantly became a believer. Um, so much so that I only had to listen to one song and was convinced to go to a concert. So um, Matt and I, Madison in the crowd, and a few, other, a few others of us um, bought concert tickets to go um, see Bieber in Tulsa, but unfortunately, um, because of COVID, it got canceled. But this isn't the only time that um, that's happened to you, Harkness. No, this is, yeah, that's my third time being denied. I still haven't seen the concert. Yeah, yeah, so. which is um, kind of humorous. But, um, you know, it would be really cool to get to know JB or LeBron or Mahomes or anyone. Um, and it would even be cooler if they wanted to get to know us, you know? It was like if I was in Manhattan, just hanging out at Taco Lucha, and JB walks in, sits down at my table, he's like, gosh, I'd like to get to know you. I'm like, that'd be pretty cool, you know? Um, but unfortunately, that's not the case. He doesn't want to get to know any of us. Um, really doesn't want to get to know Harkness because he keeps denying him concerts. Um, but um, lucky for us, there's somebody so much more significant, um, God, who does want to know us. Um, and so much so that he even gave us the Bible so that we could know him. Yeah, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. And so is it's cool that all these celebrities, like, it'd be awesome if they wanted to get to know us, but far greater than that is that the creator of the universe wants to get to know you guys on a daily basis. And so we think that that's really awesome, so that's what we're going to talk about today. And so maybe one of the questions that we can answer before getting into it is, well, why should I read and study the Bible? Like, why would I want to do this? And we were talking about it. There's probably a lot of reasons why you should want to read and study the Bible. But I think for the same reason you want to value that celebrity is that the reason you should read and study the Bible is because you get to know God. 
And this is an opportunity for him to communicate to you through his word, and it's an opportunity for you to get to know more about his character and his design for our lives. And so that'll be kind of the premise that we'll be building off of here for the next few points. Yep, and so that is the biggest reason why you should read and study the Bible. But really quick, um, we wanted to even hit on a few additional benefits. You might be sitting there thinking, you know, what's in it for me? Why should I study and read the Bible? And so we're just going to briefly hit on a few um, points. But the first one is that you even get closeness with God. Um, and so you don't just get to know God, but you get to get close with him, which is incredible. Um, James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And so it's cool because, you know, we all desire close relationships, whether that's with friends or family or whatever it is, but we actually get to have a really close relationship with God when we do read the Bible. Which is awesome. And then the second point we have is that when applied, you live life the way that it's intended to be lived. And so it makes sense that the creator of life would know how, the, how we should be living life. And so here's a cool verse on that, Romans 12, 2. It says, do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So no longer living the way of the world, but being transformed by your mind and getting to see what God's will is for you. So point number two, you get to live life the way that it's intended to be lived. Yep, and the next one is that you experience fullness of joy and satisfaction. And so Psalm 1611 um, says, you, talking about God, you make known to me the path of life, and in your presence there's fullness of joy. Um, and the path of life it's talking about here is satisfaction. And so it's like, hey, if you want to know how to get true satisfaction, then get to know God. Yep. And then the next point we have here is that what's in it for me is that it shapes you into the man or woman that God wants you to be. And I think this is comforting because as you're thinking about where you're going in life, this helps give you direction. This helps give you purpose that, oh, this is refining me into who God wants me to be. And so a cool passage on this uh, is 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. Uh, or the, sorry, yeah, the, new, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. And so by being refined by Christ, you are born into a new creation. So. Yep. And the next one is that you can impact other people. And so um, 2 Timothy 2.15 um, says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Um, and what's cool here is that word worker, it's not talking about a construction worker or anything like that, but it's talking about being a spiritual leader. And so he's saying like, hey, if you want to be a leader in your faith, then you need to rightly handle the word. Um, and the way you do that is by knowing it and being familiar with it, which again comes from studying the Bible. For sure. And then the final point we have for what's in it for me is that it pays off for an eternity. And so you think about all the things that you could be investing here on earth. You have good real estate, good funds, all of that. That's good for your lifetime. But when you think about something that's going to pay off for an eternity, something that's going to continue to pay off until, you know, forever, it would make sense that this is going to pay off for a lifetime. And so we see that this pays off for a lifetime in Matthew 24, 35. It says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So this is something that's going to be here forever, something that's worth investing in. And so, yeah, these are the points we have, uh, what's in it for me. And so these are just a few things before we get into the practicals of this is a good benefit as to why you should be applying the words to your life and why you should be doing these practicals. And so Tasha is going to take us through a practical we can use in order to read and study the Bible for all it's worth. Yep. But before we get into that, I wanted to tell you guys about a story of a man named Darby. And so Darby was a man um, who was on the hunt for gold in the California gold rush. This is actually not Darby, but this is what I imagined he would look like. 
Um, but he and his uncle, you know, they had some gold fever, and so they were like, okay, we're gonna start mining, looking for some gold. And they start doing that, and they start seeing traces of gold. And so they're getting excited, and they're like, you know what, we actually need a lot of machinery to dig up all this gold that we have. And so they end up investing a lot of money into some machinery. They go back to where they were starting to see those traces of gold, and they just start digging. Um, but unfortunately, what they find is dirt. And so they're like, okay, well, we're gonna keep going, keep digging, um, but they just keep finding dirt. More digging and more dirt. Um, and so eventually they're like, you know what, this isn't worth it anymore. And so they give up, they pack up their stuff, they head home. They sell their um, machinery to this junkyard man for just a few hundred dollars. Um, but the man who bought it was like, you know what, I'm gonna keep digging um, right where they left off. And so he just picks up where Darby and his uncle left off. And guess what he finds? Gold. And guess how far he had to go in order to find that gold? Only three more feet. Um, and guess how much that gold equaled out to? Millions and millions of dollars. Isn't that crazy? If Darby and his uncle would have just been digging for three more feet, they would have been millionaires. And similarly, I feel like there is a gold mine um, in the Bible. Um, in Psalm 1910, actually, it's talking about the Bible, and it says that um, there's things in it that are even, or it says that God's words um, are even more precious than gold. And so there is something even better than a gold mine in the Bible, but we just have to be men and women who are willing to put in the work and who are willing to dig um, for that gold. And so, yeah, like Harkness said, we just want to take you guys through a really practical way to do that. Um, but before we do that, um, I just want you guys to take 10 seconds, think about what would be an obstacle for you personally that would keep you from striking gold or would keep you um, from studying in the Bible. So I'm sure there's probably a handful of things that came to your mind. Um, but for me, personally, I just thought it was a daunting task. I was like, I was the person in high school who spark noted most books um, that I was assigned. Um, and the Bible just seemed like a really big textbook that I didn't want to read. Um, but there was a woman who was um, a handful of years older than me, and she had been reading her Bible for years. And she would sit down with me and would read it with me and help me to see like, okay, this is not, this doesn't have to be a daunting task. Um, but this can be um, really beneficial to your life. And so, um, yeah, and so we just want to take you through a really practical way to help you guys um, read the Bible, and it's called SPEC. Um, and so I'm going to really quick um, run through what SPEC is, and then Harkness is actually going to um, put some more flesh to that. And so the first is S, and it stands for sin to avoid. And so um, sin is anything that God wouldn't want us to do. And so do you see anything in the passage um, that you should avoid or stop doing? Or is there anything that I need to confess? The next one is promise to claim. And so what's cool about God is that um, he's trustworthy and his words are trustworthy. And so um, anything in the Bible, we can, um, when there's promises in the Bible, we can claim them for ourselves. And so we can also know um, when God says something will happen, um, we can know with certainty that, that it will. And so do you see anything that God communicates um, that will happen? You know, maybe it's something um, like if you do this, then this will happen. Um, or if, um, yeah, something about the future or anything like that. And so that's promise to claim. And then E is example to follow. And so, um, yeah, the Bible gives us a lot of examples um, of people to imitate, um, but the Bible also warns us of people um, that we shouldn't imitate. So do you see someone that we should follow, should not follow? Um, and then are there any character traits or um, actions to take note of? 
And then C is command to obey. And so like we talked about earlier, God is a loving God um, and he wants to give us the best life. And so he gives us instruction on how to live. And so is there anything you see there uh, that God talks about, uh, like any specific commands for us to follow so that we can even develop godly character um, and traits? And so that is spec. Yep, and that is spec, a guide to gold. And I know we just kind of threw that out there really quick, but if you guys ever need to look back at it, there's the definitions on the front of your guys' handout that you can always refer to. But now what we're going to do is we're actually going to flip uh, your handout over, and there's a couple of passages on the back. And so what we're going to do is we're going to walk through this spec method together. And so we have this verse that we're about to read here really quick, and I'm just going to read through really fast before we go through it, and then we'll kind of just do it all together. And so uh, disclaimer, we're not going to go through every single um, verse that fits into the spec category, but just so that you guys can gain some familiarity and get some reps with it really fast. So this passage is Colossians 3, 1 through 13, and it says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways and the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all, of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge and the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. So that might seem kind of long, which it was kind of long, but I think we're going to be able to get a lot of good information from these. So we're just going to take it, like Tasha said, one at a time. And so the first thing that we're going to look at is sin to avoid. And there should be a section right beneath that passage um, that you guys can fill in as we go. So as I'm going through this, I'm looking for, okay, is there any sin to avoid? Is there anything that I need to be weary of? And so as we look at this, we can see that in verse 5, putting to death, okay, that is something that we need to stop doing because it is no longer good. And then I'm going to look at what is it that I need to be putting to death? And it says it in the following section. So on my handout, I'm going to write V to signify the verse. So verse 5 and the things that are the sinful nature that I need to avoid. And in this case, it was the sexual immorality, the impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Uh, next, we're going to go one more for a sin to avoid. As I'm looking at this, I'm looking for, oh, rid yourselves. Okay, so that means that there's something I probably need to get rid of, which is something that's sinful. And so again, I'm going to see this key phrase and follow it up with what is the thing that I need to rid myself of. And so again, under sin to avoid, I'm going to write verse 8 and the things I need to rid myself of. And in this case, it is anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from my lips. And so there may have been more sin in there, and as you go through other passages, there may be other key, you know, key phrases, but basically anything that I need to be getting rid of, things that I don't want to have any part of, which was signified um, in both of these. Um, sorry if I'm going a little bit fast for you guys to, to keep up. But the next one we're going to do is the promise to claim, and so we do see that in this passage as well. And so in verse 4 it says, uh, when Christ, who is in your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. And so like Tasha said, it's God saying something that will happen. Um, and there's also key words like 
when this happens, then this is going to happen. So it's a promise that when this happens, then this is going to happen. And so what is the promise that we're claiming here? Again, I'm gonna write verse four where it came out and to say, when Christ appears in our life, we will appear with him in glory, which is a cool promise to claim. And so then we're gonna go into example, the third one, and look for, is there an example of someone that I wanna be following in this passage? And we see down here in verse 12 is that we want to clothe ourselves with and then all the things that follow it. So um, the things that we wanna be clothing ourselves with, I'm gonna write verse 12, and I wanna clothe myself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. That would be a good example to follow. Going along here, we'll go to the last section of spec, which is the command to obey. And I'm gonna look for something that is blatantly said, like, hey, you need to be doing this. And so in this passage, we'll see that in verse five, put to death. Someone's telling me to do something and it's putting to death my earthly nature. And so if you remember, that was also under the sin section of spec, which is totally okay. Sometimes you're gonna have verses that will appear in multiple sections of spec. This is also a sin to avoid, but it's a command to put to death someone telling me to do something. And then one more section we have here, or one more passage I should say is uh, clothing yourselves with, so someone again telling me to do something, and then verse 12 looks familiar, clothing myself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. So again, someone telling me to do something would be a command for me to obey. And so that was just a quick, um, with a few of the aspects of spec through that particular passage. Um, again, if you guys need to refer to the front for some of the definitions, refer to the ones we just went through with you guys, um, that'll be really help helpful for you. And then in the days ahead, as you, you know, are reading your Bible on your own, there's a little bookmark on your guys, it should have been with your guys' handouts that has spec listed out so that as you're reading through the Bible, um, you'll be able to refer to that so that you can go through spec with whatever passage that you guys are doing. And so, um, again, I know this is new for us, but what we're going to do is we're going to take the next five minutes or so, and there's one more passage on the back um, underneath that one. It is this Ephesians 4. So you guys are gonna take a few minutes to go through this either on your, on your own or with someone next to you and try to see if you can find some of the aspects of spec and try to write it down. And then here in a few minutes, we'll get back together and we'll talk about what we found. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and bring us back together. If you didn't have time to finish that, feel free that um, after, after this or later today, you guys can um, continue to look at that. And so we'll just go through a few of the things that uh, we found really quick and so, um, hopefully these are similar to some of the things that you guys found. Um, we don't need to go through all of them, but one thing to notice is that there was no promise to claim. And so maybe we missed it, but not every single passage is gonna have you know, every aspect of spec. And so if you don't find a promise to claim or you maybe can't find a command to obey, that's okay. You're not always gonna be able to do that. And so hopefully this is similar to what you guys found. Hopefully you guys are gaining some familiarity with it, but we would encourage you with those bookmarks that we gave you to um, just continue to practice this. And whenever you would read your Bible, you need to write some notes that this would be you know, a way for you to be able to do that. And so that is spec, a guide to gold. Yep, and something too to note with spec is that um, it's cool that we just went through and found all those different things, but you want to take it a step further and you want to think, how does this apply to my life? Like, how am I gonna personalize this? James 1.22 talks about not being just a hearer of the word, but being a doer of the word. And so the Bible is meant to be applied to our lives. And so um, that would be something to do right after you go through all those things. Um, but really quick, we wanted to give you guys just a few additional tips and resources um, as, um, yeah, you guys head out. And so um, there should be a spot at the bottom of your page um, for you to write these things down. Um, and the first one is pray. So make sure you write that down. 
Um, God wants to give you understanding of the Bible, um, and he wants you to know how to apply it to your life, and so ask him to help you. Every time before I um, read my Bible, I try to ask God, like, hey, help me to understand this and help me to know how this applies to my life. And so that's the first one. The second one is an app called Blue Letter Bible. And so we don't have time to go into um, all of the incredible things with this resource, um, but you can get on your app store and download it. And I would encourage you to ask someone who has been helping you grow or someone you came with, um, ask them if they have this app and how to use it. Because there's a lot of cool things about um, figuring out different words, what they mean, the context that the passage you're reading. So lots of cool resources there. And the next is this book, it's actually in the hub. And so it's called 30 Days to Understanding the Bible. It tells you the different contexts of each book of the Bible um, and gives you a really broad overview. And so I read this, it was really helpful for me um, as I tried to understand the Bible. Um, and then the last one is um, tomorrow there's another encounter called Is There a Quizlet for This? And it's all about how to memorize the Bible. Um, and so if you want to take um, even your studying a step further, um, that could be a really cool encounter um, for you guys to go to. Yeah. And so those are just a few tips for you guys and some extra resources.